Welcome to The Great Reset, a podcast from the World Economic Forum that looks at how we can build a cleaner, fairer, smarter world after COVID-19. This week, The Great Reset is coming to you every day from the World Economic Forum's Sustainable Development Impact Summit, where 4,000 delegates from around the world are coming together online to seek ways to achieve the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals on improving or even saving the world. We are in a crisis, globally speaking. We're losing species, but we're also losing the very regulation that nature provides of weather or rainfall or fertility all of this really matters it's wednesday the 23rd of september day three of the summit on this episode we'll bring you highlights from the discussions you just heard inga anderson head of the united nations environment program we'll get more from her and leaders of global accountancy firms tell us how they plan to measure companies progress towards achieving the sustainable development goals the sdgs What we're trying to do here is measure and as a result, achieve what the SDG aspirations are with a common set of metrics. A sea change in the way companies are run and evaluated. And we'll have the third in our series of interviews with people passionate about improving the state of the world, telling us why the sustainable development goals are so important for all of us and for the planet and for them personally. We have limited time to act on it. And if not everybody's doing it, I need to do something about it. Subscribe to The Great Reset wherever you get your podcasts and please take a moment to like, rate and review us. I'm Robin Pomeroy, Digital Editor at the World Economic Forum, and this is The Great Reset. We are in a crisis, globally speaking. Inga Anderson is executive director of the UN Environment Programme. We are losing our nature. We are losing our ecosystems. We are losing, and in so doing, we're losing species, but we're also losing the very regulation that, the, that, that nature provides, of weather, of rainfall, of fertility, et cetera, et cetera. So all of this really matters. And um, the twin sister to the IPCC, the IPES, which deals with the science of ecosystems and species and biodiversity, has come out with some very important data. Data that tells us that we are really eroding the nature upon which all life is based. We've interfered with or impacted about 77% of the total land surface of the earth. It bears thinking about. The IPCC is the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change and IPBES is the Intergovernmental Science Policy Platform on Biodiversity and Ecosystem Services. Inga Anderson was setting out the scale of the problem of global environmental degradation. But what about solutions? One way of encouraging businesses to reduce their environmental impact and also meet other goals that are usually not to do with pure profit and loss is to get them to report on their impacts in the same way that they already do for financial results. At the summit, the World Economic Forum issued its report on stakeholder capitalism metrics, the work it's been doing with the world's top accountancy firms setting out how that can be done. Today is a milestone in implementing the stakeholder principle into the management of companies. World Economic Forum founder and executive chairman Klaus Schwab. The measuring stakeholder capitalism report that has just been released by the Forum's International Business Council suggests practical metrics that companies can measure and report on. This will allow executives, investors, employees, and other stakeholders to see how the company performs on matters that reflect society as a whole, such as climate change and biodiversity, 
workplace diversity and inclusion, and good governance. And as a consequence, they will herald a sea change in the way companies are run and evaluated. World Economic Forum founder and executive chairman Klaus Schwab. And this is Punit Rengen, chief executive officer at accountancy firm Deloitte. To achieve results and make progress against the SDGs, we needed a common set of metrics that everybody could sign up to. And that's exactly what this project has achieved. It is proven that businesses that focus on all stakeholders and the planet over the long term do better. And so what we're trying to do here is measure and as a result, achieve what the SDG aspirations are with a common set of metrics. And this is Carmine DeCibio of EY. The whole concept was to not create new metrics, but to take all the metrics that are out there from all the frameworks that are out there. So GRI, SASB, we were actually involved, EY was involved in in a project called Epic. We took all those metrics, consolidated them, Uh, worked with the IBC members for over a year, as Puneet said, to come down to these 21 core metrics that we feel incorporates everything that's out there. This is not, we're not trying to replace anything out there. We're just trying to convene and come up with a common set of metrics that companies can sign up to. EY CEO Carmine DeCibio explaining how companies' performance on these things will be measured. And this is Bill Thomas at KPMG on why he thinks companies will want to do this. But I think the biggest reason, I mean, if, if we're talking to, uh, to, to any stakeholder through this process, one of the biggest reasons to do it is the, uh, is the impact on people. You know, if, if, if you think about uh, attracting and retaining the very best people today, they want to work for an organization that has a purpose beyond simply profits. They know that uh, business has to play a role to build a better, more sustainable society. And uh, to a point that was mentioned earlier, companies that lead on this reporting, they can look their employees in the eye and say they are uh, walking the talk, which I think uh, truly helps to attract simply the best and the brightest. And this is PwC Chairman Bob Moritz on how he sees these metrics for measuring companies' performance on environmental, social and governance issues evolving. The premise is this is good for society. Society's got a number of challenges and as a result, society should benefit from this effort going forward, which is getting the right information in people's hands to make these judgments and take action. In order to do that, we wanna have consistency across the world. We're trying to get ahead of that alphabet soup from the various agencies, and we're trying to influence the regulators around the world, the standard setters around the world, the rating agencies around the world to say, these are the ones that we truly believe as a business community are the right measures to start with. We're not looking for perfection, we're looking for progress. So the hope here is that as we go forward, we will lead, just like with accounting standards, generally accepted before rules and regulations come into place, such that the generally accepted and those that are practiced influence the rules, the regulations, and then we can cascade and scale those rules and regulations for more alignment, more consistency, and better comparability on a worldwide basis. You're listening to a special edition of The Great Reset on day three of the World Economic Forum's Sustainable Development Impact Summit. We'll be right back after this news of another podcast you might be interested in.
you should be skeptical of, of any vaccine. I think you should be skeptical of anything you put into your body. I think what you shouldn't be is cynical. On this week's World vs. Virus podcast, anti-vaxxers, is public skepticism about vaccines a big enough problem to put the whole quest for a global vaccine against COVID-19 at risk? If you don't believe that the virus is what it is, you know, why would you even bother with a vaccine? We talked to Professors Paul Offit, the co-inventor of a vaccine, and Heidi Larson, who tracks rumours and lies about vaccinations. Some of the sentiments around vaccines resistors and questioners are very much aligned with some of the issues around populism. That's the fight against anti-vaxxers on World vs. Virus. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Robin Pomeroy at the World Economic Forum and this is World vs. Virus. Welcome back to the Great Reset podcast from the World Economic Forum Sustainable Development Impact Summit. For more on the summit, visit wf.ch slash SDI20. Carlo Delantar is a social entrepreneur in the Philippines. After the devastating typhoon Haiyan in 2013, he helped get clean water to people in poor and remote parts of the country as country director of Waves for Water Philippines. As a venture capitalist, he provides early stage financing for technology companies that are reducing waste in production and consumption. He spoke to my colleague, Chris Alessi. I come from the Philippines, born and raised in the Philippines, where we're used to getting affected by typhoons every single month. And I thought that was a normal thing. And just growing up, I realized there was this thing called climate change. And over over the course of years, you're seeing the intensity of climate. I felt like there must be a way to do something. And to do that, of course, coming from the Philippines, you realize that your resources are very limited. My work focuses on the UN SDG goal number 12, which is sustainable production and consumption. So what that means is my work revolves around the focus on circular economy in technology startups, but also on the advocacy side. At the moment, 9% of the world is circular. We still have 91% to go. And what that means, both aspects, the supply chain, the supplier side, and also the consumer side need to work together and actually merge to actually close the loop. Circular economy isn't just material. You could look at it in three pillars, physical, digital, biological. Physical would be demand-based manufacturing, 3D printing. You know, we just look at how, how much we need, and that's when we use it. You could also put in that bucket energy as well. Now, if you look at digital, this is efficient manufacturing or efficient uh, flow of goods and services. So what I mean with this is data, IoT, AI, VR. We really don't need bigger buildings when we can be more effective by having virtual halls and talking. What we want to do long term is actually say, where is the waste and the inefficiencies throughout the supply chain and how can we tap that portion and create something new or effectively reducing their environmental impact. And I think that's the hardest part right now because it's so hard for human beings to adjust their habits. It's really looking for innovations and champions that want to help transition to a circular economy. And it doesn't mean we're starting from zero. We have sustainability champions all around the world. Social entrepreneur Carlo Dallantar was talking to Chris Alessi. For more on the circular economy, there are links on the webpage for this podcast. Just go to wf.ch slash podcasts. 
Chris will be back tomorrow on the fourth and final day of the Sustainable Development Impact Summit, talking to Vaishali Nigam Sinha, the Chief Sustainability Officer of Renew, India's largest renewable energy company. In India, air pollution about five years ago would have been something we all thought was an impossibility to address. But this current pandemic has showed to us that it's not an impossibility. Climate risk is real. It's really upon us in a way we'd never imagined. It's having a devastating impact on humanity. A lot of people just don't accept it. They are in denial. And that's something we need to really work on. That's on Thursday's Great Reset podcast, which will also bring you the latest highlights from the summit. For full coverage of the Sustainable Development Impact Summit, please visit wef.ch slash sdi20. And for more podcasts, it's wef.ch slash podcasts. My thanks to Chris Alessi, to Linda Lucina, and Gareth Nolan for help making this podcast episode. Thanks to you for listening. For now, from me, Robin Pomeroy, goodbye. <laughs>